Well, people, here we are with our final episode of season three, our impact season. And all season long, we have shared topics that we believe not only helped our listeners to know what impact really is, but also to understand the power that it holds. And this episode, we are coming to you in a unique way as we welcome our guest, Dwayne Spike Lou Wilson. Yay! Yay! Coach, more applause. How's it going? It's going really good. It's so good to connect with you. How are you? Uh, I'm great. The weather is not. I I understand that. I don't have that same um, uh, sentiment because the sun is shining. It's probably about 80 degrees where I am. So, well. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well, to to give you a a brief snapshot, it's 41 and snowing today. And it's April. It'll, it'll be 80 Saturday. I feel bad for you. You all yeah, the bipolar weather. It's crazy. <laughs> really crazy. Well, I'm so glad that, that you are here with us and with our leaders uh, during this time. And I really want our leaders to know. I didn't give a lot of context about your the topic or what you're going to share because i know you're coming in such a unique way and i know there's going to be some nuggets that they get all across the board so i really just want you to share with our listeners more about you and what actually got you to this point today uh so i was raised on 105 in st Clair, cleveland ohio uh pretty much everything you hear bone thugs and harmony rap about i was on the other street (laughs) you know but uh so uh yeah it was it was a difficult area but i guess just for the, t- the general i really feel like we were in the last generation of where you had criminal activity but there was a great moral code also for example um there was a lady named miss burns miss burns had to be like 300 years old right like this little bitty old lady and all of the criminals the hoodlums the y- you name it right they'd be doing a thing but when miss burns walks down the street Everybody clears. They make sure she's okay. They give her her groceries. They, you know what I mean? And then yeah. they go back to breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So my upbringing was like that. It was it was a real balanced duality of what man can be and what man should be. Right. You know? Talk about impact. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at least that's what I gathered from it, you know? And then, um, I don't know, I just took a liking to entertainment. Like, like immediately, uh, it, was a, it was a show called The Gong Show. Back in the day, I'm just you know dating myself, and uh, the guy named Jane Jane the Dancing Machine, and my mom would say anytime they play that music, no matter what room I was in, I'm running to the front of the TV to dance like Jane Jane the Dancing Machine, you know. So I was always, I don't know, it was something about entertainment and music, and and you know bringing people together, and and you know what I mean, even for a moment, even yeah. at my expense, even if they're laughing at me, right? You know what I mean? I want to bring people together. So Absolutely. um, yeah, so so doing that, and then um. You know, like everybody else from the hood, I became a rapper. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good though. Okay. Uh, you know, winning talent shows and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I actually won. So I got second place at a, a Shakespeare oratory contest in my high school. Yeah. You know? So again, a duality. You know what I mean? And um, so um, I don't know. Um, fast forward a few decades, I figure I'm giving comedy a try, like professionally. And it was scary. You know, it's different. It's one thing if, if you and I are just talking and I happen to make you laugh a few times. That's one thing. 
Right. But to walk on a stage and people are staring at you and just paying their money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Make me laugh. Right. Completely different. Completely different. But I love it. I, I love what I do. I really do. I really love what I do. Yeah. I don't know if you see this, but I just see how that's so connected to just like leaders and leadership and how you have to really take a stance in that entertainment industry and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm stepping out there. I'm going to do this. Here's what I have to offer. Here you go. Do you see that same similarity? In comedy? Oh, yeah. So that's the job. That's the job. You you are, you you and the DJ. I feel like, I love DJs, don't get me wrong, but I even feel like DJs have a crutch because you can play music if nothing else. But you are solely responsible to lighten these people's mood. Yeah. These folks have worked all week. They've dealt with whatever, you know what I'm saying, through that whole week, and they just want to relax. It is your job to make sure they have a good time. That is pressure. And if you don't step into that with yeah. full force, godly confidence, they're going to sense it. They're yeah. going to sense it. Yeah. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about Mommy's Lulu Comedy Tour and what yes. you want people to walk away with. Yes. Uh, June 16th, um, we're doing the Mommy's Lulu Comedy Tour. Shout out to Clear Rain Management. Um, I did a few hosting jobs for them, and um, they were I, apparently they were so impressed. Listen, I've been a clown since day one. I just did what I do, and I just happen to have a microphone on, right? But they were they were so impressed with what I did. They came to me like, "Yo, we want to start doing comedy shows, and we're not comedians, so we thinking, hey, why don't you be the comedian for our shows?" I'm like, yeah, you know. So June sixteenth uh, at um, LaSalle Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, it's a brand new theater. They just remodeled. Uh, they have the name on the marquee. It's, it's beautiful, you know. And we're doing that. And um, and so I decided to name it the Mommy's Lulu Tour, um, because I really feel like no matter how big or how powerful you may get, um, there's still that inner child. Mm. You still have to recognize that inner child, especially if you're creative. You have to you have to hold on to your inner child, you know, and my mom always called me. That's mommy's Lulu, you know, and you know what I mean? So and, and at first it's like, you know, me, my, I'm just trying to be a tough guy. I live on St. Clair, <laughs> you know, but uh, but after a while, man, it's like, you know, you really embrace that, you know, um, and then you find out the most gangster thing you can be is mommy's Lulu. Yeah. Whatever that is to you. That's the when you make your mom happy. You make your mom smile that there's nothing more alpha male than that you can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, so that's what I'm doing with this tour. And then um, also, I, because they gave me a platform, I don't want to be selfish. You know, uh, they say if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people. Mm-hmm. So I got a whole, I got a strong network of comedians here in Cleveland. I got a strong network. And, and I could have picked and choose, hey, I want you, you, and you, but I want to make it fair. Yeah. So we're having auditions. This uh, Thursday at Bliss Bistro right here in Cleveland, we're having auditions. And all of my comedian friends, this is business. I love y'all, but hey, I want to do this right because we're going to shoot this for Amazon Prime and Tubi and try to put it as far as Netflix if they take us. You know what I mean? Um, Excuse me if I'm rambling. I got a lot going on. No, I want to hear this. I'm making so many connections. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this Thursday, we're having auditions for the comedians. And because, again, I want to be. If somebody gives me opportunity, I'm going to give opportunities. So if you come down, you have to register, but if you come down and, and uh, you audition, you'll get a copy of your audition tape. And that way you can shop that. Where I don't care what you do. That's yours. Don't do what you do. You know what I mean? Because we want to give everybody a real shot, a real opportunity. That's at awesome. this. You know what I mean? That's so, awesome. 
Yeah. So when you talk about impact, like that's in this in this case, that's how I want to impact using this comedy. Absolutely. And as they say over in, you know, our neck of the woods is putting somebody on. Right. And how powerful that is for that individual to be put on by somebody who's already out there. And so I could imagine how people will benefit just from that encounter. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I, I study I study comedy. And um, Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney, when I realized that they made Sanford and Son, when I realized that uh, they, they they birthed a lot of comedy careers like Robin Williams, Don Witherspoon, we wouldn't have had pops from Friday. If somebody just didn't say, come on in, John, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, you never know. So when I look at, um, like I say, this Thursday, when I look at uh, uh, giving these folks their audition tapes, I'm waiting to see what happens. Right. Who comes up with a TV show? Who comes up with a movie? Who gets a... A Netflix did like I just want to see it. I don't want to probably some tickets, but I don't want to tell you. Yeah, like it. Like I'm really excited about this. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing like having a personal stake in somebody else's journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and I'm just thinking about you know just as we were connecting earlier about you becoming an impact. You you mentioned um, in our conversation before about being a, becoming an impact to others by being yourself. Yes. Talk about that. So I work with students, right? I work with kids, right? And one thing I learned about them is they feed off like vibrations, right? Like if you're giving off a bad aura, they don't want to be around you. You know what I mean? If 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 you so I say that to say you could be a role model or you could be a real model. You can front, you can front like I'm Mr. Such and such, and and, you know, you kids follow me and I know the way. One day, they're they going to see through that. You know what I mean? If you saw the end of the way of the vibes, Dorothy and them saw behind that curtain, mm-hmm. and it, you, was, you wasn't what you thought what you told everybody you were. You know what I mean? But if you go in just as humble, you, hey, I'm a human being. I've made mistakes. I'm just trying to come back and tell y'all, you know, what's ahead of you. Just to kind of give you a guidance. You know what I mean? And you just keep it just real with them, real, and they respect that. And, and, and it's also even more impactful because a lot of people feel like they have to live up to. You know, I have to I have to make my father proud. I have to, you know what I mean? Yes. So when they see that dad also cries, dad also, you know, makes mistakes, dad also, you know, trips over the road every once in a while, you know what I mean? Then it's it's uh it's more relatable. Yeah. And in, in terms of it's like it's, instead of shooting up, you kind of spread out and make an impact that way, a lateral impact, you know. I get that. I get that. I love that role model or real model and yeah. focusing on real, uh, being a real model. Yeah. Right? yeah. That That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about like your mentoring and youth advocacy other than working with kids. And, and although you said you, you were talking about how kids have this way of moving to the vibrations, adults do too. Newsflash. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we in, we are no different than, than those kids. If if you're not saying or singing a song like we wrote it or like we want to hear it, we ain't yeah. trying to we ain't trying to move with you, right? Yep. So, yep. so, but in that in that same vein of mentoring and youth advocacy, talk a little bit about uh, your your path in that in that vein. What have you done? What are you promoting? What are you continuing to do? Shout out to uh, Clifford Wallace. Uh, he's also from 99th and St. Clair. I know uh, him. We know worked together at Brian and Stratton. Okay. He he took a he took a gamble on me. Um, I saw a Facebook post. Somebody said, "Hey, uh, you want to work with kids? You got the high school diploma? Apply here." 
And I did, brought me in for an interview. I just told him, you know, we had a discussion or whatever. And um, he just took a gamble. He's like, all right, I'm probably, okay, let's go. You know, and that just launched a whole thing for me. Yeah. A whole thing. Like ever since then, I started a nonprofit called Game. It's growing above my expectations, right? And we focus on inner city middle school boys, very specific in, in our target audience, because we look at who, who, um, getting in the most trouble, to be honest. You know, when you see it, like even in the music, we celebrate killing each other and it's the guys that's doing it. So whatever. So uh, that's what we focused on or whatever. Then we did that and it turned into like, we held uh, yearly Mother's Day events. And I mean, moms would be crying when these boys is like presenting and stuff like that, right? So then we took that and then uh, we did a, a four part series at the Euclid Library. Um, and it was a, we taught um, how to tie a bow tie. Mm-hmm. Then we did nutrition and tuition. We did a uh, comedy teen comedy boot camp, and then we finished it with a silent disco party. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, like everybody donated. Like you guys, I don't know. When I say, "Hey, we trying to do this for these kids," and then you go to local business owners, and they just hit you. Here, man, take this. Take I don't want nothing back. Here, take this. Take that. It's just like you really see, like the community wants to come together. And somebody just got to be the first one to go. Somebody that's that's calling. Somebody got to lead the way. I'm talking about these places will feed you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're doing the right thing, they got you. But um, so basically, and, and then it's turned into, uh, of course, you have your ups and downs. You know, you don't get along with everybody. Right. But it, it's turned to a, a ministry for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it really, and, and then I'm going to tell you how God works. The school I'm at now is in the same parking lot as my church. Wow. Like, too how much of a coincidence. <laughs> Too much of a coincidence to call it a coincidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's, it's mm-hmm. funny how you talk about leadership through that through that comedic lens, right? Mm-hmm. How how do you help like you know today, like even with kids, and I work, you know, I, I have a career in working with kids, but sometimes they can be so silly but don't see how their silliness can actually lead to something. How are you spreading that message? Honestly, it just comes natural to me. Um, I've, I've learned, and just in, in my personal life, I'm still learning actually how to create an, an opportunity out of an obstacle. Mm. Right. So, um, so then I relate that to the students. Um, they're 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 a small group of students who they gossip a lot. Right. They, I'm talking about they, like before the bell rings, they got two, three different stories going every day. <laughs> right. And of course, I'm the behavior specialist. So I, I hear these stories. They come to my office and, you know, I try not to get them suspended. Hey, let's just find an alternative because I want that on your record. Right. But every day, you know, right. And so I came to them. I said, listen, y'all should start a podcast. Y'all should start a video blog. Like you doing this. You getting suspended for this. Meanwhile, PMZ is getting millions. Like, yes. You know, so I try to show them, I try to guide them and, and help them find an uh, opportunity out of that obstacle. Absolutely. Yeah. That's powerful. That's that's really powerful. And I'm really hoping that our listeners are taking that away. Although we're talking about impacting those the kids, how you could impact so many different people by al- allowing them and helping them to create those opportunities out of those obstacles. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, you know, on our podcast, we always ask our guests about their super mission, right? So what, we, what we're what saying is, what is your legacy of leadership? What is it that you're trying to leave behind as you do what you do? 
I want a hip hop based recreation center. Um, that I want, I would like for it to be 24 hours, but I would rather it be that third shift hour. Mm-hmm. But any kid that needs somewhere to stay, needs somewhere to crash their head, you know what I mean? Any, any, just a safe place type of thing. And uh, it'd be based in, it'd be based around hip hop. So like the classes would be one class would be a DJing class, one class would be a, a lyric writing class, one class would be a fashion and designing class. Like and and uh, and then have my statue in the front. That's what I want. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Talk about impacting the people who impact the world. That's amazing. That's amazing. So listen, before I let you go, I always want to make sure that I connect with the community and you are of the community, in the community, and all, all around the community. So we always ask, who are the boss people making boss moves? Who are those influential people in your community that you want to recognize today? I'm going to start with the people I grew up watching. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them aren't here anymore. But um, like a lot of young brothers in the hood, we didn't have our biological dad there every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to, in a sense, piece together what I wanted, who I wanted to follow. First person I want to mention, <laughs> Mr. Fluker. This man was 80 years, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know I, I'm, I joke and I exaggerate. This is not an exaggeration. Mr. Fluker was 70 years old. Right? Mm-hmm. He would go outside. It was rumored he was a millionaire. And I don't know, but he might have been. But he would uh he would go in his backyard and take an axe and every day he would chop down oak trees. Right? <laughs> and then he built an entire gazebo in his backyard by every day. It'd be he'd be up five in the morning every day, you yeah. know. He would also uh cut the all the women's grass, all the widows' grass. He would always uh, snow blow. They, 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 you know, in the snow time, whatever, whatever. But he was just that guy that made sure he was straight and the people in, in his immediate circle was straight. You know, you couldn't litter in front of Mr. Fluker's house. You couldn't, you, like, you just, it was a, you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Um, so, so first, it, so, so him. Um, and then uh, I can mention a lot of people, but the person I really want to mention is my little sister, Autumn. Man, let me tell you about my little sister. I thought she got on my nerves, right? Let's start there. She got on my nerves. But I didn't know what she was doing in her field. You know, because she's like, Audi, like, get out of my face, whatever, right? But she has built such a career from 103rd and St. Clair, right? Sometimes the lights was off, we eating syrup sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, right. you know, we, putting, we putting pennies in the cable box trying to watch premium channels, you know what I mean, from the hood, right? right. And she's grown in her, in her career so where now she's helping out entire groups of people. Yeah. So when I talk about I'm, I'm at the school and I'm helping, let's say, I love what I do. And I'm helping out, let's say, 300 kids, right? And they love, they love Mr. Wilson. They go crazy when they see me. But for her to help, let's say, 300,000 kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not even just kids. Like, it's a program. It was a program they had um, where you had to have been to prison. You had to be between 20 and 25 or 18 and 25 and have been to prison. And if you go through this program, you'll learn a trade. You'll learn welding. You'll learn plumbing. You you know, and the sky's the limit. HVAC, the sky's the limit. You know, but you had to have, you know, done some wrong in your life. Yeah. There was nothing like that when I was younger. Yeah. There was nothing like that. If you get a number, you got a number. Go. Hopefully McDonald's will hire you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just the things like that she's doing. Like I'm so very proud of the person she's become, man. Like that's 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 real. 
That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Talk about everyday bosses, right? Yeah. Everyday yeah. bosses that are so near and dear to you who teach you things that you could never learn in a book mm-hmm. or in a university, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, and you talked about being a real model. So I could see that in those two individuals that you mentioned. So way to go, Mr. Fluker, and way to go, Autumn, Audie, for being a boss and making boss moves in the Cleveland, Ohio community. So that is what's up. That's what's up. So I know we talked a little bit about literature and what's lit in literature. And you had mentioned to me earlier that you wanted to expand your bookshelf. So let me give you a little something to help you out with that. I just released a ebook titled Becoming a Leader of Leaders. This ebook is available on my site, kimsharris.com. And trust me, it gives you some of those things that other books don't. You know how other books are constantly exposing the topics, exposing the why, but never really closing the package and telling you what to do? Well, this book tells you how to handle those individuals who you are charged with leading. So even though you have individuals in your community, in your school, in your area, and you come into these various uh, obstacles with them, this particular book gives you some indication on how to get yourself out of those obstacles. And as you mentioned, create opportunities for success through them. So I invite you to log on to KimSHarris.com and and go ahead and check out that book. It's for the low, low price of $5, that ebook, And it's less than 20 pages, so you can read it in one sitting. So definitely take an opportunity to get that. Now, Spike Lou, let the people know how they can reach you. And make sure you uh, drop again your Mommy's Lulu Comedy Tour dates and where they can catch that. All right. You can find me on all social media. Uncle Lou 216. Uncle L-O-U. 216. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, all, everything. Everything. Um, uh, the Mommy's Lulu Tour starts June 16th. That's a Thursday night. It's a work night, but it's like at the end of the work week. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we can plan ahead. We and do what we want to do. We, we do, do what we want to do. I ain't going to keep y'all out too long. I'm trying to old too. I get sleepy too. So, uh, but anyway, so June 16th, uh, the Mommy's Lulu Tour. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be a live taping. We're gonna record it for you know uh, digital streaming services. As many as we can get them on. You know, like we really want to take this far. Uh, I really want to bring uh, a lot of talent with me on this one. Um, Cleveland, I'm asking you to support this. This will just be the first one that we do. We're gonna keep this one going. If y'all know how I do, we're gonna have a great time. You know. Um, also, I have. Uh, if, if you haven't heard my comedy or you're kind of sketchy, whatever. Um, you can download my album. It's called Spike Lou. I mean, seriously. And it's everywhere. It's on Spotify, Tidal, Apple, whatever. It's on Instagram. It's on Xbox. Anywhere you search Spike Lou, I mean, seriously, you can go ahead and check me out. All right. All right. All right, people, listeners, get at uh, Spike Lou. Make sure that if you know some up and coming comedians and entertainers, Make sure they are auditioning and make sure they are dropping off. And first of all, have those mixtapes and those tapes ready, but make sure they are taking advantage of how he is impacting the people 
who impact the world. Uh, Dwayne Spike Lou Wilson, thank you so much for joining us on In The Lead Podcast. We are so glad to have had this unique lens from you, really just talking about how you truly put your hand to the plow and impact the people within your community. So thanks again, and we look forward to having you again on your net when you get ready to promote your next tour. And we look forward to having you again to support you in that effort. Thank you so much, Kim. It's an honor. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. We certainly hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to In The Lead Podcast with Kim Harris. Make it a great day.